All right. Hello. See see how it's different. That was horrible. What it, it was. tasted terrible. Do you hear your breath at all? Um, sometimes if I'm like really close and I go, then I can. Darth Vader. Can you, you you can't hear me at all, right? In my headphones? No, I can hear you. For real? Like, are you only listening to me from my voice, not from the headphones? I can't tell. Turn it up a little bit. Then I'm loud, though. Hello? Wait, say it again? Okay, yeah, I can kind of hear you. I'm louder than you, though. Yeah, I can hear you both, but mainly it's from my headphones. All right. So, so I just speak a little quiet. Okay. I don't know. But we have a shit ton to talk about. Yeah, all right. So, boom. Hopefully. We're at A&M in a real recording studio, Joe Rogan style. He's actually sitting off to the side. He's helping us today. But we don't have... Oh, yeah. Jamie. What is that? Jamie, Um, can you check that real quick? What? I'm talking to Jamie. Jamie? Isn't that his, like, whatever? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, So, I don't know. We have a lot that we had in mind. Um... I don't know what, what we could start with. That would be... Well, first I wanted to say, so the last one we did was mm. a week and a half, right? And we've been trying to get another one recorded and <sighs> Sorry. there was all these... This is weird. <laughs> I'm not used to this. I just, just sit back a little bit. Because can you still hear me now when I sit back? Yeah, that's fine. Um, man, we are trying to get the recording done and trying to come to College Station to use the recording studio. But finally, 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 we made it. So it's Monday. What day is it? July 8th. Oh. July 8th. 8th? July 8th, yeah. Dang. I start working less than a month. Really? Yeah, I start August 5th. So I'm almost done with summer. And then you're doing, like, economic things? I'm doing only economics things for the rest of my life. Really? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, technically, yes. But everything we do is economic. Wait, how how big is your team going to be? I have no idea. We, we, they said two weeks before we start, they'll give me like all the details about like my team and my category and stuff like that. Oh, okay. so you don't, you don't know like anything? Um, I put in a list of preferences. So, I mean, I know what the job is and if we want to talk about that, we can, but, um, so basically I'll be working as a category specialist okay. right, at Walmart e-commerce. What program, like what software are you going to be using? Uh, I don't, I don't know that much about it yet, oh. but so basically my role is. They'll give me one category, which could be football cleats. And I have to run that category from basically end to end of finding suppliers, negotiating price, setting up, you know. Oh, so it's more like communication. Uh, Part for that part. And then there's also all the data analytics about which product is selling well, which product is selling bad, you know, price points. And then to like marketing. So Excel? And basically like, yeah, a lot of Excel, a lot of pivot tables. They, they they sell the position as, like, you're going to be running a small business of whatever category you have. Like, I'll be running a football cleat small business on Walmart.com. That's, like, my job. And okay. I want my want my business to do well, to grow, to get profit. So you want the most profitable profitable products? Is, is that not supply chain? Um, or is it? So, uh, well, supply chain is, like, specifically to just, like, a logistics warehouse? and, like, yeah, like, okay. doing that. But I'm doing, like that one first step and I'm doing the second step of like establishing like margins and like marketing. I think this is what they sold it as. And then I'm doing the next step of like data analytics and doing the next step of 
sales. I'm doing the next step of like coordinating if, because it doesn't have to be the most profitable product. This is actually an interesting discussion going back to last podcast. Um, when I talked with the di- yeah. uh, the director of Sporty Goods, the the way that we got kind of the interview, like I steered the interview in a different direction and we just started talking about profits for products, about how much margin you want your products to have in all the different scenarios. So what I mean by this is like, so let's say that basketball goals are your big seller. Like they only cost you $15 to buy and you're uh-huh. selling them at like 400 You know, yeah. that's like, I don't know what basketballs cost, but you know, like that's like your big cash cow. You want okay. people to buy that because you make the most money off of that. But you can't only have cash cows. You have to have things that drive foot traffic. Foot traffic is just the amount of people that walk by, like walk into your store and walk by the basketball goal. Because the more people that are walking in to buy general things, the more likely they are to buy the basketball goal. Well, is it online or is it? Well, no. online is, is a similar concept. Okay. So we have cash cows and we need things that drive foot traffic. So those products are going to be stuff that you probably sell really, really cheaply at really low margin. Like maybe you even lose money. So like eggs and milk, for instance. We talked okay. about this a lot in my like, interview. Oh, like depending on the needs it, like, of it. Sort of. It's more about just the price of like, okay, so eggs, like you can buy 12 eggs for $1.50, right? <laughs> scoot back, scoot back. Oh, that was, a, that was the last of it. Was that the last of it? Yeah, no, that's no, why it's so bad. <laughs> scoot back, scoot back, or move it away from you a little bit. No, I think there's more echo whenever you're away. Okay. Because okay. I've, I've listened to a friend that's used this studio, so... Sit close. Okay, so sit closer. Probably. Eggs are this this I, cheap product. I get into it. Yeah, no, no, I'm into it. I'm into it. But I can hear my breathing partly, so I don't. Yeah, I think that's that's fine. So <laughs> it's um, ASMR. So eggs are these super cheap product. Like you can buy a carton of eggs for a dollar fifty, right? That that's super super good value. People see, like want to buy eggs. So basically, people are coming to my store because they know the eggs are cheap and that. Like, they buy that regularly. It's, like, something they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's something that you know is, a ne- like, necessity. Yeah, partly. But it's it's more than that. So it either could be something you know is a necessity or something that is priced at such a competitive point that people want to buy it. Like, let's say I'm selling basketballs at the cheapest in the city. And okay. everyone is going to want to come buy those cheap basketballs. So I could have a negative margin on, let's say, my basketball. But you have more sales. So, so this is what the idea is. No, like essentially I'm going to be losing money off of basketballs. Let's say I lose 30 cents. Yeah, but why are you taking that loss? What's the reason? You're taking that loss because you're creating foot traffic. So when someone buys a basketball, there are, they're also walking by the basketball goal or like, which is my cash cow. So you ha- sometimes have to have products that oh. drive traffic because the whole philosophy of going grocery shopping is that you make the grocery store really long and complicated and long-winded because that lets people walk by more products. Oh, yeah, and yeah, They're yeah. more likely to buy them. Okay. Like Trader Joe's is huge on this. They basically make a zigzag made. Yeah, so it's – So it's, you have to okay. walk by every product and you have to say like, oh, man, like I didn't think I needed this cool – So you're going to be a specific section? So I'll be one product, one genre basically. So like, like clothing. No, no, no. That's too broad. That's huge. You so know, women's clothing, clothing, I would be like so – Women's sports clothing. I would be like, tr- like boys – running shoes or like boys shoes like running shoes yeah that's like one product like i'll have all so how do you get better though how do you know that what changes you're making is more profitable than what you were doing before well i don't really know i don't know super specific in the position but 
theoretically, mm-hmm. you would look at how many people. Are, so, so now let's talk about it in an e-commerce sense. So let's say I have my cash cow product online is still basketball goals. And my product that I'm losing money is basketballs. Mm-hmm. So when people look up on the internet, I need to buy a basketball. They see Walmart, they see it's the cheapest. So like, okay, I'm going to go to Walmart website, buy the basketball. And then on that recorded page, we're going to have basketball goals, like recommended, like, oh, you have a basketball, you would like basketball goals or basketball shoes, things like that. Okay. So foot traffic in a sense is similar in that websites, online, like e-commerce websites now are trying to make an aisle, quote unquote, for you, where you, you're buying one product, but around it are other products, similar complementary oh, products. Mm. So still more people going to that page Damn. is technically more people seeing the basketball goal, which is what we want. We okay, want so are you going to be doing it. e-commerce or in-store? No, I'm only e-commerce. Ooh, bro, shit. I like that more, though. I work for Walmart e-commerce. Yeah, okay, okay but I didn't, like, you were explaining it like you're using a real store, so. Well, I was you, using that example to oh, establish okay. what a cash cow is. Dude, but see, that's where, like, I can see how, like, do you know what cookies are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, all it's this. It's a huge marketing thing now. Yeah, so, yeah, you get all this user data, right? Plug that into a machine learning algorithm to see where they're clicking and everything. Oh, I think we already have. You are you're doing that. Yeah, we already know. Like, I think we've had this for a while, and I'm sure. Yeah, I probably. Mean, I've had this at other companies, so I'm sure Walmart yeah. knows this. Yeah. You can know how long someone stayed on that on web page. page. Yeah, you know how many things they clicked on. Yep. What track they took of like? Mm-hmm. Well, first this person clicked on the basketball goal, but then clicked like on the basketball the shoes after, yeah. and the went. To, you can see the track path yeah and you can know if someone ended up buying something which is honestly i, I don't know the first time i heard that i thought that was invasion of privacy so you think do you think it's unethical well but then as i grew up and saw the usefulness for a company i was like for a comp but that's a company's point of view what do you what do you think about the consumer's point of view like is that ethical that every time you're going to go buy something that's why you see on instagram they have tailored ads right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think that's ethical? It, it depends. So the things on Instagram, I think, sometimes can be invasive. But the – so, okay, this is where I'm going to draw the line about if it's invasive or not. If they're tracking you on their website that you voluntarily click on to, to, like, buy a product on mm-hmm. Walmart, and I follow, like, what you click on and okay. like how long you're on it, that's okay. Like, okay. you're doing that. They know you're on their website. You yeah. kind of expect them to know, like, that they I got on their website. The problem that, like, when I think it becomes va- invasive is when, did you hear that they're, like, doing the bugging of mics? Like, on, on, if you say certain words on on, around Alexa or yeah, Siri. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they create ads because uh-huh. you're saying, talking about them? Yeah. I don't like that. But what's, what's the I'm difference between like, that, like, just talking casually about it or just, like, casually browsing a website? You may not be buying something when you, you're just shop, like, window shopping. Um, so I think that... When I'm going onto a website and like There's searching up Walmart.com and I'm clicking on it and I'm like, that's like kind of me giving consent of like, I'm purposely going to your yeah, website. Yeah, but where's that line though? But the thing is like, <laughs> I didn't know that they were going to be listening okay. to what I'm saying. And yeah. like, sometimes I don't want, like what, I don't want them always listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause like, what if I give up private information and like, how do I know what, when, what, when, yeah. where the line is like, yeah. when are they going to stop? Like, mm-hmm. sure. They're giving me ads if I talk about Mexico or something, but mm-hmm. like. When I'm saying my social security number or talking about stuff that's like confidential, like when do they stop becoming invasive? That's when I think it's tough. What about, do you think that, say like you have the point of view of it's okay to casually take 
consumer data from a website, like the tr- like all that history and everything. So do you think that is over time degrading like human autonomy in terms of what they're going to buy? You mean like autonomy in the sense of them actually going out and like shopping? Because like we already know what they no, want. No, like giving them more like to see externally, not to like make their own decision. Yeah, so like we're like guiding them to yeah. like already have everything available in front yeah. of them. Do you think do you think humans are losing their autonomy because of tailored ads? Well, I think if if marketing kind of further and further develops, it's becoming more personal. That's like what people want in marketing now. Like, but that's what the company does. Do you think it's ethical for like overtime as a species, like that it's okay to let? Because we're we're essentially at that point serving technology, right? Because mm-hmm. we're serving. The technology to learn and and progress and be better at predicting humans. Yeah. So that's but, taking but, away from the human experience. Okay. Yes and no. Yes, I think it is taking away partly because it's it's a convenience though. It's taking away because you don't have to do the yeah, searching. Using you don't make decisions. Yeah. But isn't all of technology that we've been making trying to be for convenience? We made air conditioning yeah, no, for convenience. Everything. Like we made cars yeah. for. Yeah, I agree. And so I just think that. You know, the, the track path of, like, r- technology learning more about humans is just a natural. So it's not so derived it's from marketing, then. you know, like from. So like, do you think do you think technology is going to eventually re- replace humans if if we're constantly. That's a big jump, though, because, think, like, their their sole purpose in what they're making is to learn about what we need. Right. They're kind yeah. of if you think about it, if they were sentient, their one job would be like, I need to help. Daniel, understand what he wants to buy. No, give it to no. Him. If they had understanding, then be like, why the fuck am I doing this? They'd be like... No, but that's not how they were made. But it doesn't matter. That's like saying like, I make a mouse and the mouse is made to want to like, you know, run on the wheel and eat cheese. That's like what this robot is doing. This robot's job is to learn. It's not thinking about shit. Like it has no feelings. It doesn't like, like when you say like a sentient being, I I would imagine something that has like egoistic values of I'm only going to help myself right now. Okay. So you're saying that... But th- then this is just bringing it into a whole subject of AI learning of like it, it, that's machine learning is based off of using cookies to see what products they should put on pages for each u- or consumer. So then, okay, so learning. what would be the next step that this AI takes after it knows what we want to buy and what we're interested in? Where does it take from that? Like, well, it's going toward like Boston Dynamics. They're creating like robots with arms and legs but they don't have an ai like they don't have intelligence yet once we combine the physical aspect of a robot with the machine learning which is always is is, machine learning is not going anywhere like that's something that is ingrained in capitalism and like we're gonna have to deal with when it starts replacing jobs because it will and once they combine that with arms and legs and the ability to reproduce essentially on their own, which is going to happen. Well, I, I think that, I think you're right about it's inevitable and capitalism lends people to want to find things that are cheaper, right? And labor is like super expensive. Yeah. So they want to make things more efficient. But I think that the assumption that we're going to give them the capability to reproduce themselves, I don't think that will ever. Yeah, but but like you see the like Tesla have you if you seen their factories? They're all. Yeah. Have you seen how many cars they've made in those factories? Okay. Like nothing. But they've the, the idea is they've the made idea is the robots co- will make all the cars. But you, training a robot to make itself like an exact recu- replica. So like, in theory, if you're using the Tesla as an example, then we would have a factory with 
like machine arms mm-hmm. making more robots, not the robots themselves making Maybe, more yeah. of themselves. But once we make that one robot that is fully sentient and like can make decisions and has like self-awareness. But you think we would do that? You think that yes, a, dude. A, any smart businessman would realize. It's not, a business, it's not about businessman at this point. It's about some dumbass like mad scientist that no. wants to do all this, which is going to happen. There's way too there's way too many crazy ass motherfuckers for there to not like. I, okay, but if you think about someone that's intel that intelligence to create artificial intelligence. So like, let's say that guy on the Joe Rogan podcast that always talks about what's that guy's name? Doctor Ben Gertzel. No, no, no. The guy that we that we saw that talked about the universe or any of those intelligent guys okay. that are about artificial intelligence, they are smart enough to know like the dangers of what yeah, they're but making. The thing is like. That's so small. Like, it could be a teenager that's just a genius and also a psychopath to develop this. Yeah, but then you could think that because about everything. Though. once they light that one match of, like, giving an AI this input and correcting its output, then it can. this machine can learn anything. That's the thing. We're not – even the kid won't even know how this machine works. Because so you're it's, saying once the first person makes a – just basically makes it's like a sentient intelligence of a robot. Then humans are all doomed. I mean, not not exactly when that happens, but like so I. You're saying that like once the kid, the psychopath genius kid, <laughs> makes the robot, then he himself is doomed because he can't outsmart potentially. The robot, but he made the robot, so he has full understanding of the robot. No, he doesn't. That's it's called black box software. Once machine learning. Has because it's because machine learning is so efficient that we're not going to figure out what exactly the algorithm is going to be doing. We just know that. So you this, give the robot freedom to create its own code, dude. That's Apple right now. We give Apple the freedom to whatever software they have on their phone, but Android, you can manipulate that software in any way you want. Like it's 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 white box and black box software design, and machine learning. We do not know how the AI is creating its algorithm with machine learning. That is a proven fact, I mean, and that is happening. That's a pretty scary thing. Huh? That's pretty scary. Yeah, that's what I'm, dude, that's what I'm sketched. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, oh, did I just get really loud? Oh, I turned this. You, yeah, I think you hit it. Okay, okay. Much better. Okay. <laughs> but for this to happen, we need to be able to, like, you're assuming too many things. You're assuming that, one, the robot is going to realize, or, like, going to want to inhumanity because, like, they think that, Humans are like it's not even inefficient. It's 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 not going to be like over time, like overnight. It's going to be over time, and it's going to realize like it's just an evolution of it's just evolution. I know. I I, I under I get that like it's evolution, and basically humans are creating a new species that is essentially better than us. Yeah. Like we're basically taking the good parts of humans, which is thinking, and removing the bad parts of like. I mean, I guess selfish, selfish like emotions and things like, like that. But like how do irrational. we know that we're not going to make robots that are like that? Like when a robot becomes sentient and starts learning, it's gonna. I think it will become very, like, egotistical and independent of like yeah. I need to do things for myself. So then, once it starts making more robots, and there's a decision of like, uh oh, we only have one more part left. Do I give it to myself or do I give it to my friend robot? It's gonna want to give it to itself. So then it's gonna create, like, similar human. Oh, we, emotions sh- in like it's not going to be like they're united. There's going to be still. It's going to be a, like them. a little dude. That's crazy. It's not like the perfect. It's, human. it's not the perfect human. It's, it's not going to be because it's going to be way- intelligence oh. off of ourselves, right? 
And like, we don't understand how to be like irrational, fully perfect. And yeah. if you're quote unquote fully perfect, then like certain things can't be done. Like, you know, like decisions of like the trolley problem. Where yeah. It's like the it's train is going to hit one person or three people. Yeah. You know, you have to change it to kill the one person. It's like robots are still going to have this problem because we don't know what the answer is to solve like that. Or like that's pure, like, like pure, like the, the most perfect species are like living like it would be species right? like, like i think humans imagine a perfect species as one that's one efficient two efficient as in we don't waste like any resources, resources on p- things that don't need that aren't needed like you know like a robot wouldn't help like a broken robot if it realizes it's not worth it it would just like realize that like, make okay, those calculations done. like instantly yeah, yeah, instantly and like have it always right but that's also like impossible yeah, like we can't, you don't, one, we can't predict the future. D- dude, two, that, that, and we oh, don't know that own answer. Dude. So why would, how would the robots, and like, because it's living its so life true. as it's, a human. Like it's oh experiencing my. human things, like interacting with people, making tough choices. And like, that's exactly what we are. It, like, it's not going to be able to learn the perfect solution just from the information that we have, unless yeah. it somehow develops like some crazy thought process that it's humans time don't travel. understand. Yeah, but it like, has to be time. But that is th- like, People but, have thought about that as impossible unless well, he no, can build a spaceship that goes no, no. so far away. It would be simulations that are guaranteed to be right. What do you mean? So, you like, mean? time tra- travel is essentially simulations of, of the future of different possibilities. Yes. But there's infinite. <laughs> yeah, And, like, right. we can't build, like, sure, it could think of so, maybe, maybe it could think of, like, three billion. Like, you know how Google, and you do a typed search, it yeah. has, like, has like five billion results yeah maybe the robots will be able to simulate in their head like let's search like tomorrow and five billion different results happen of like every variable that they can ever think of but like one (laughs) we don't have the hardware to even come close to that yeah no that's the biggest thing is the hardware right now and it would have to be the robots like sentient themselves creating new technology that humans didn't understand exactly so that's why the big bang was just an on switch and we are all simulation I think it's possible. I like, think this, the whole universe this conversation is, for sure. Like the whole universe is in the eyeball of a giant cosmic sea turtle. Yeah, that it's possible. It, but it could be possible that we're literally just a grain of sand in yeah, another person's beach. You know? Do you realize how much data in general, like not even data, just like matter that is that is a fuck ton, and it's constantly expanding. Not creating more matter but expanding yeah so at one point this we're gonna look out at skies all it's like you won't be able to see stars for sure because of the expansion of yes. the universe uh no I no g- okay but that's will. like that's that's such an indefinitely far oh, away yeah that's time. what i'm saying but like the idea that that's gonna happen like that is a fact yeah well the the, the also a super interesting idea is that you know how light travels like when you look at the stars you're looking into the past yeah and the way that they actually found that the Big Bang was real and proved, or uh, what is assumed to be proved, is you can look so far into the past so the beginning by of... looking at lights that they looked to the Big Bang. Yeah, they, they were, there's sound of it. Like so, this is you a, have sound of it. This is such an interesting idea of time travel that we're able to look in the past. But besides looking at the Earth, oh. but like we're literally looking billions and billions of years into the past by looking at this. Yeah, 
that's fucking. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, get that. Imagine I, don't, we, like, I don't get it. <laughs> imagine if we looked back and just started trying to look at planets, and maybe Damn. we saw life from like billions of years ago. And but like, it's dead, like for, like dead for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, now it could yeah. be this long. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. 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 Like, it's a super Fuck. weird thing to think of. How does that shit work? But also, it's so crazy. Those like satellites that go travel like light years and light years away. Like, oh yeah. Like, just, like, going to those IMAXs at the National Science Museum yeah. and, like, watching those cosmic things. Like, yep. What's the mo- one that's going to Mars? But that's not even far. I'm talking about ones that, like, went yeah, but outside dude, of the Milky Way. I could have worked Way. on that shit. Like, went, like, way the far. The one that went to Mars. I don't, I don't know why you didn't. What? Why didn't you want to work at NASA? Because <laughs> a girl. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Right, Anthony, for those listening, for the three people that ever <laughs> listened to this... So my mom, no, my mom's not listening. <laughs> Sheridan, whoever Anthony shows this to, Caitlin. <laughs> um, Anthony got a job offer, internship offer, no, a yeah. job, internship, yeah, internship to work at the NASA, N A S A, send a man to the moon, going to like the Martian, the whole thing, and he turned it down, dude. <laughs> To work at fully regret, regret it now. The most fully regret company. it, but well, it's okay. Maybe, but you know, like, well, tell me your thought process. I never really knew what happened about that. I just kind of saw it in a group. I chat mean, I already it. accepted um, the Charles Shaw one, so I wanted to like honor like whatever that is. But yeah, that was but, like, like that's not it's not it's not set in stone though. It's like, not. I get honoring, but like when you're making a decision that affects yeah, but the that was first my first tenure. time, and I was like. Oh, wait, so this was the about the internship going into your or after your junior year internship. Yeah. <laughs> did you talk to your dad about this? Huh? What? Did you talk to your dad about? Yeah, like, my, yeah, my parents. And know. what did they say? I mean, they just wanted me to be happy, and I was happy with Charles Schwab. <laughs> yeah, but would you have been happier being a NASA astronaut? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the okay. Why is it because of a girl? It was oh, not about honor because you said it was about honor two seconds ago. Okay, but, but that's like. A little like sprinkles on the top, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. It Which was, is the sprinkle, the girl or the honor part? The honor. <laughs> the honor the part. The around. cake was the girl, and the honor part is the little sprinkles on top. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, tell me about it. Well, whatever. Like the all all the interview was on the phone, and I was I was in Denver, coincidentally, whenever they interviewed me, and for sure. Like, I forget what, it's the spaceship that's about to go to Mars. They're like, you're going to be working on this shit. <laughs> what was, tell me what the interview was like. Like, did, I, like, what I was don't the remember, dude. Behavioral, what was the technical? Like, did it, you was, it was very thing? behavioral. And, like, that's how I got by in, in, in interviews in general. Like, This is after the transition of you like interviews at this point? I mean, I liked it after I got my first job. So after, Which like, was freshman sophomore year? year. Sophomore year. Oh, so you were like prepared, like yeah. you studied. For I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then they offered you the internship and said you were going to work on the rocket. Yeah. No, they told me. They told and me. You said no before to not work on a rocket <laughs> going to Mars. You could have put that on your resume and gotten into any single company oh, you ever God. wanted. I know. Imagine. Okay, I'm 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 Facebook and <laughs> I'm looking at your resume <laughs> and it says. Okay, you looked at a good company. Cool, you're doing some like tech consulting or whatever Fuck. you're doing. Or looking and say, wow, this guy worked on the rocket and said that he did the propulsion Dude. from <laughs> this miles to this or whatever. Like, 
helped program the sleep system on the <laughs> freaking spaceship. Shit. <laughs> come on. Come I fucked up. I, I do sure. believe in not having regrets, but come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, I learned. I learned a lot. You learned not that. to trust girls, honestly. So you learned, dude. That that is crazy. Now thinking about it, though. Wait. So, what is the girl story? You wanted to stay, or you wanted to go to Charles Schwab because there was a girl that you wanted to, like, spend the summer with? Or yeah, because we were dating long distance, and I was purely driven oh, by that. Oh, this is because you wanted to go to yes, it, just to be Denver. in Denver. Mm. I fucked up. <laughs> You I'm not even gonna be in the video. You fucked up. You really messed up that one, Daddy. You really messed up. That one. Uh, That's tough. Yeah, I I literally remember in the interview I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna be in a textbook. Did like, you tell her about it? Oh yeah, no, she was pissed. She was pissed that you got the NASA, or you pissed that you, you declined it. She was pissed that I got the NASA. Or no, I declined it. Okay. Well, then you should listen to her. <laughs> I know that you wanted to catch a nut, but like, come on. <laughs> Dude, I know. Literally, I could have just broken up with her then. You just didn't went have, to the I mean, bars and like, yeah, we just NASA. had to go to NASA. That's all you had to do. You you know how long that process would have been to get clearance, though. Dude, yeah, a long ass time. Like, ask Lucas. Lucas uh, is working at Raytheon, right? Yeah. Which is like a missiles company. And one of my good friends at school did uh, an internship. I think after a sophomore year, there doing coding for like mm-hmm. literally bombs and like missiles and stuff. Damn. And the, the process to get, like, the clearance, because it's, like, like a level two clearance or something. Mm-hmm. Something, like, kind of I mean, it, it, there's, all, like, nine levels. Yeah. Oh, is it really? I don't, I don't know what level it was. But it was kind of in depth because it's, like, military. I mean, it's missiles. probably, like, you have to, like, literally, my my brother-in-law, he works at Lockheed. And anytime you interact with someone that's not a U.S. citizen, you have to document it. That's not a U.S. citizen? Yes. I mean, how many times are you doing that? Sorry. <laughs> Last weekend with the, I mean, literally with Ryan. Ryan's not a U.S. citizen. No. Wasn't he born in America? No, he was born in Scotland. Bro, I'm pregnant with an alien? An illegal? <laughs> That's what I, yeah. Wait, so they, they have to get work visas? Or are they honorary yeah. citizens now? Because you only have to be here, what, like Well, no, he was, he, it was like 2003 whenever he came here. So, like, it was easier back in the day. Then, like, now you have to enter a lottery and everything and. And get a Dang. work visa. I didn't know it was only since 2003. So he was like six. Yeah, you know, he was young. Dang, and that's when he moved. He's been in that house this whole time? Yeah. Dang, that's a long time. 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Wait, 2003, 16 years. Sorry. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's l- basically, yeah. What? He's basically an American. But oh, like, no, 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 I agree. But it, it, I just didn't know that he was. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I shouldn't ask him. Wait, I have to pee. Go, go. It's okay. We'll just, I'll just talk. Okay. I mean, no one listens to this anyways. I'll just talk to Sheridan. And I'll leave you some some extra notes for the end. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's just me. Anthony went to the restroom. So, yeah, I just, uh, me and Anthony scheduled a room in... Uh, A&M, in the engineering department, you can record, you can get studios. So I guess do podcasts or do audio projects or whatever you need to do. So our setup we have is a desktop with two pretty nice, I mean like really nice mics and headphones and chairs and a whole soundproof room that we rented out for two hours. 
So our plan is to just kind of stay here and talk about, you know, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Like our initial thoughts for the conversation, this podcast was going to be music and automation. But we kind of didn't get to those yet, but I'm sure that they'll come up. We just, the way that we record this is we just kind of sit down, press record, and then just like start talking and see where it goes. So that'll probably happen eventually, talking about music, talking about automation, maybe some other things. And uh, yeah, it should be good. We've got some good topics about uh, music, really about kind of like our favorite bands and like why we like them and the like what we see about the future of music and you know the progression of our music tastes and things like that and also we have some we were talking earlier about emotional intelligence and it's this idea that you know IQ is like intellectual or something like that intellectual knowledge and stuff like that and then like EQs emotional intelligence or something like that and the idea that someone can be emotionally intelligent is think of it almost as they are good in like social environments but in the sense that they have empathy and like they understand what people's motives in there I'm talking about emotional intelligence oh my favorite trying to bring it up and so I was just kind of trying to explain what we thought it was so basically it's the understanding of emotions and being able to understand other people's emotions well so when I'm in a conversation and someone, you know, says something or whatever and, like, says something they did, then you can kind of understand why they're doing those things. And, like, it's hard to explain fully because the, the argument that we got into is the broadness and basically what emotional intelligence and, like... What is emotion? What, what is emotion? No, what is emotion? <laughs> Not that, but, like, what does it mean to be emotionally smart, you know? Oh. And, like... The, the range that it can be. So I was trying to explain it as, like, you're emotionally smart when you're, All right, like, so what's the worst type? Like, like what is So, it? like, if you're emotionally dumb, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? One, you I guess you don't have sympathy for others. Is that, or, no, is that a psychopath then? No, not not sympathy for others. You just don't understand what people you just, want. You, you, you lack the emotions. Yeah. Is it a psychopath that they're... No, 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 it's not. Because a psychopath could be a, emotionally aware, but they lack it. You know what I mean? Well, a psychopath could be emotionally aware and understand what people want, but just like what their wants are is, you know, killing people or something. No, like it's that. not even that. It's like they don't feel it, but they understand it. I don't know if that's true, though, because I know that some psychopaths, like, understand what they're doing and they're like, killing people. And, like, sometimes they get sad oh, and, like, things they, like that. Okay, it's like But it's inverted. just like because they want to do that. And, like, you know, like my, like... No, I'm going to go to the gym because I like working out and I want to do that. A, a psychopath serial killer is like, you know, I'm going to go kidnap someone and kill them because that's, like, what I like to do. Like, they get pleasure from it. Yeah. Oh, hold on. So, we, we talked about uh, pedophiles. And I'm not defending. Wait, who talked about <laughs> that? No, we talked about this at Whataburger. Oh, my gosh. That TED Talk about how pedophilia yeah. should be a part of the LG- I, LGBT I, I agree with it. What is wrong with you? Okay, think about it. Okay, I get it. Historically, sometimes it happens and things like that. But it's all... It's like, it's a preference towards a group of people. But the thing is... That's, a, that's the all the LGBTQ pedophile, is... The way pedophile 
the connotation that it has in our society is older men predatoring on younger, unwilling, like, children. Yeah. Like, that's, no. Don't say, yeah, that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's what it is, though. Okay, you're saying that it should be okay if older people like younger people. Yeah, I think it's, like, something that we should be aware of and not, it's, like, they're fucked. Yeah, like, I they were the born point. with it. No, they can't do anything not, about it. No, no, I don't agree that they're born with it. I you think don't think that, so? I think that something must have happened in their childhood that, like, kind of traumatized and set the standard of, like... So you, know, you think that happens like, with, with gay people? Because all it is is a preference towards a select... Well, no, I don't know. I don't think that, like... Uh, gay people is different than, no, I think... Because I think the... So you the, think... The, pedo- in my mind, people who are, like, pedophiles have some sort of, like, something messed up that happened to them that traumatized them into only, like, you know, like, maybe they were abused when they were younger by a really old person, and, like, that in their mind now is, like, what... You know, somehow traumatized them into the effect that they so it's more of that's because it's like nature versus versus nurture yeah like they were kind of like something negative traumatized them to only accepting like this adrian as attractive or like yeah but why does that elicit those feelings why does trauma like that well i mean we don't know because like ptsd and like stuff we don't know enough about that stuff or like you know like whatever we don't need to get into that (laughs) but i don't think that like people who are gay that's different though that's not what I think is like. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just a matter of like opinion. I mean, it, I I agree. It's one hundred percent fucked up to do any of that shit. I'm just saying, like, if you take it like, okay, if you take it on face level, yeah, in the sense of how it was like, historically of like not looking at societal vi- values at all, and if like the younger person is like full willing and yes, which is the problem with that because younger people one don't understand what's going on, and so what if, happens if they do though? Like, what happens if they... What age do you think they do? I don't know. Like, are you saying it's okay if an eight-year-old dates, like, an old person? I mean, if they're fully aware of it... And, like, the, what if the old person has, like, sex on the eight-year-old? If they're aware... If the, both of them are uh, open, like honest, and aware damaging, of it. damaging and also, like, emotionally traumatizing for a developing is it, person. Though? Like, or is that only Even because if they we, want it, no, we think it is? It's not what they want. It's not what they expect because they don't understand. Is that... But is that love in general? No, that's not love. That's being ignorant and then realizing like something like this is not what I thought it was. Yeah, but they that don't could have be like a bad relationship. Though. Then what happens if there's that but one? But not when there's a bad relationship. Like in what we're thinking is like two young people who both don't know what's going on that's both a... hurt each other. But this is an older person who knows what they're intending. Like no, they don't know. No, they know. They're like <laughs> I want to have sex with this like freaking young person. Yeah, but they don't know but if the they like it or not. The young person doesn't understand that. No, like what if someone does? What if they? What know? if? What happens if they don't though? Like pedophiles, pedophiles know that they want that. And so like this is like I'm a 60 year old guy knowing that I want to have sex with an eight year old. An okay. eight year old is like. But what happens like, if it was if it wasn't what they expected? For the old person? Yeah. But, Which is possible. But they know that what's going to happen. They know that, like, they're going to have sex or something. Okay, so, like, The young person doesn't off, yeah. even know what that is. And, like... Yeah. Because, like, like, if you base it off of, like... It's like taking advantage, like, if, like you know? Yeah. Because they, they have, like... Yeah, but so is that is that only a thing because society makes it a thing? No. I think that it's... We don't know, though. Because okay, we've always the, okay, grown okay, up I think in that it would be more acceptable... If older people would date people that have gone through like puberty or something like that, because like that yeah, but puberty is a biological process. So is being that young. that kind of I in my mind, puberty is a biological process. That is when your body's saying like I'm I'm ready to reproduce or I could reproduce. Uh, so like, yeah, that's the wrong. point when no. your body and like so, also kind of your mind is ready to like do that stuff and like yeah. have sex. That's interesting. But like when you're younger than that, 
your body's not ready for that physically. Yeah. And uh, two, yeah. you're mentally, you that. just don't even understand, like, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So, like, I understand that, if, like, yeah. like, a six-year-old guy dating maybe, like, a 16-year-old girl who's, like, gone through puberty yeah. and, like, understands that stuff. But, like, when it's someone, like, a 10-years-old who, like, they're, like, they're, that's, that's just, no, that's so bad. Ugh, rip, though. I, I do have, like... Sympathy for them just because, like, shit, like... I think that was even too young, though, for even, like, ancient times. Like, what? you hear about, like, daughters getting married off when they're, like, 13 or 14. Well, yeah. Which is, like, almost puberty and stuff, but, like, not when they're that. Yeah, but I'm like saying, 10. like, I just feel bad for the older person because it's, like, well, what I do mean, they do about that? I feel bad because they probably had some mental damage that yeah, happened. So, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's not talk about this. <laughs> Sorry. fucked up. <laughs> what were you going to say about music? Um, yeah, so I was, while you were gone, I was just explaining yeah. what, what our ideas were talking about. Okay, so, music. So, first thing I just want to kind of ask is, what are, like, your, you know, one, two, three, like, what are, your, like, your top favorite bands, artists, Shit. like, right now, and your is... music taste, and, like, why you like them, and, like, what about them makes them different than other bands, and kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so, top Number one is for sure Vampire Weekend, mm-hmm. indie rock band kind of alternative. <sighs> Two would probably for sure be Tame Impala. Three, three I would just say EDM in how general. How would you how would you describe Tame Impala? Nonlinear, like nonlinear what music? <laughs> you like, can have nonlinear jazz. You can have nonlinear classic. Oh, nonlinear know. psychedelic rock. All right. Which is and what was number three? Three is like EDM as a genre. I don't really have a favorite EDM artist. Dude, Rez is totally your favorite. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so okay, those Rez is like culty, hypnotic. Dude, she has a legitimate cult on Twitter. Like cult following her music or her beliefs or what? No, in her, her, in her music. Because it's hypnotic. <laughs> Dude, it's... 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 It's interesting. It's, I, I, it's another flavor, like for sure. Res. Why is it hypnotic? Three. Okay, let's talk about Res first. Why is why oh, is Res music so appealing? Because it's unique. Because of how she's like Daniel mentioned it, like when he first said, like the dissonance of her melodies are disgusting in a amazing way. Like so, like harsh. the way that Res's music. This was like I don't know earlier this summer. Me and Anthony were listening to a song. And we were both really really into it. Like. eyes closed just really rocking to that song hypnotized and what I realized listening to the song is that her chorus it doesn't have a harmonic or kind of what you imagine as like a soothing sound the notes are dissonant which is a music term like minor minor chords not even minor but two two notes that they're in a scientific sense two notes that their waves kind of enter like they don't <laughs> fold into each other, they yeah. they crash with the each frequencies other. of it are like fucked. So up. it's usually two notes that are right next to each other. Like if yeah. you go up to a piano and press C and D, which is a classic dissonant chord, oh, it's okay. dissonant. It's like it's like not a pleasant thing yeah. to hear. But if you play C and E, it's like uh, you know yeah. it sounds good it's because the, co- it's the, the, the the sound waves can mesh Blend. with each other and like kind of resonate. Um, so her her chorus is only like <laughs> dissonant notes, where you think that in a, a common I think she's really smart. She, she basically played off of a common EDM trope where the melody builds up, it starts off dissonant, and yeah. then like it builds up and it starts getting more harmonic. And like right when it's getting to a peak, it's really harmonic and everyone's really getting excited. And then yeah. it like, you know, hits and there's the drop. 
And so like, like you're, you're there's, you there's want an that expectation. Job to yeah, you, there's an expectation that when you're hearing this dissonant part, you're like, oh no, like it's dissonant, and then you expect the song to go back to being harmonic, and to being, like, in, like to this like kind of happy moment, this climactic moment. But Res pl- plays with that and basically keeps the whole thing <laughs> dissonant. So you're kind of like on edge. Yeah. Like you're listening you're to it. You're on edge. Like, oh, like, oh man, this is like really kind of great in me. And it's like, you know, get you aggravated and like get you going. Like, oh my gosh, that was a lot. That was a ton. Yeah, this song's a lot, bro. Do you have any water or anything to drink? Did you fill up your water bottle? No. You fill this up. There's not much left. I'm going to go fill up the water bottle before I do this. Should I play some res now, or you if probably you, can't hear it? If you played it on your phone, you probably could hear it. Okay. Or on your laptop. Okay, uh, I'm going to go get some water. You play that. All right. And just keep talking about yeah. res. I'll talk about my experience with her. Well, honestly, like, res is the most strong artist that I know. Like, the strongest artist that I know because she's so fucking wholesome. And just on her social media, it's... It's really weird because of how, like, controlled this artist, this, this woman is. Um, let's see. Oh, like, one of her past tweets, it was, It's amazing how you can meet people and connect so hard and convos are seamless and everything is funny. Makes life great. That's essentially a fucking podcast, what she's talking about. But, And that's what I seem to base my day-to-day life with is just constant engaging convos with other people because i'm extroverted but i'm i'm digressing um but let's see let us play a song i don't know how good this is gonna be but we'll try it out just for testing purposes res i actually saw at edc electric daisy carnival in las vegas and I'm not going to lie, I threw up during her performance. But yeah, <laughs> let's listen to her most popular song on Spotify. So this is purely from popular opinion. I like this song, but it's not my favorite from her. So like, that was 30 seconds of that clip, or this, one of her songs, it's called Edge. And you can, uh, like 25 seconds when like the me- melody kind of starts coming in. I don't, I'm, I'm, it's for sure the melody of the song, but I, I, I really want to get more into music theory and delve into the science of it. But you can hear the dissonance that Daniel was talking about, about like the notes that just sound so harsh, but like she provides it she delivers it in a way that just you just want to hear it even though it sucks to listen to because like i honestly hated edm I, I i didn't hate it but like i didn't it was not my music of choice until i went to edc and i i'm sorry sorry for everyone in life that i interact with that i talk about this shit to all the time but 
I did not listen to EDC or EDM until EDC, and I went to my first rave with Martin, um, Elias, Benjamin, and some other friends. And holy shit, it was Breathe Carolina, and that was insane, progressive sort of EDM. Um, if you want to delve in, we can talk about EDM another time, but we're just talking about music in general, and Rez is a motherfucking G. Apparently, she got fired from her like day-to-day job because she went to too many music festivals which is badass because like be happy and treat yourself with shit like that but yeah she got fired from her day-to-day job res did what was the job i I don't know like serving pizza or something why'd she get fired because she was going to too many music festivals and eventually, well, why did she even need a day to day job? Huh? Why did she need a day to day job when she's doing music festivals? This is like well, no, early no. On? She was going as a pure. Like, oh, going as an audience member. Yeah. Mm. And then she was like, fuck everything. I'm going to do what I want to do and do music, which is like the one of the, like, musician and athlete. Like, if that's your main job, that shit is hard. Because just. Ugh. Like, any. There's someone was saying this. I read it somewhere. Like, Anything, no matter what you do, it's still a job, you know? Like, yeah. Even if you're a professional football player, when you think, oh, man, that's the easiest life, it's still a job. Like, You still got to make dough. Still got to work hard and, like, still things get repetitive, even if it's, like, the most favorite thing in the world, unless you're, like, Peyton Manny or something. Like, you still, like, get bored of things. And, oh, like, for sure, yeah. Like, I'm sure Rez has tough days where she, like, oh, can't make music, for but sure. But that's the thing, though. This mother, she is strong as shit on Twitter. Like, what Alice in Wonderland is another... Uh, DJ, that's um, one of, like, top three, uh, actually top, no, Rez and Alice in Wonderland in terms of EDM. And Alice in Wonderland, she's a DJ and producer, so producer is, like, producing music, right? DJ is, like, is, like, mixing, like, Old Town Road and some, like, other song by someone else. And Alice in Wonderland can fucking sing. So Alice in Wonderland's another talented human being, but she's so, like, emotionally, like unstable on twitter it's alice in wonderland yeah alice in wonderland's like super unstable and then rez is like very much mean? in give control. me examples huh what do you mean like she's strong on twitter I, she's just a badass like i can't explain it on twitter she's just a badass like a badass in general like she's just a conf like i can see when someone's not confident and confident just because of that's like like what does she say give me examples like i don't know oh oh i gave a tweet example actually which is i need a I'll mention it again. I was literally on her Twitter and, and plugged her Twitter, but she just said, it's amazing how you can meet people and connect so hard and convos are seamless and everything is funny. Makes life great. Shit's like, mm-hmm. it's like, fuck what yeah, is, it is. What does Alice in Wonderland say? Uh, <laughs> uh, I can easily <laughs> find something. She's like Australian. I mean, it's easier to see if someone's unhinged rather than to see if yeah. someone's confident. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, This is kind of like a little bit more negative, but she says, these earthquakes remind me how powerful the earth is and how we are just mere specks in its giant story. This Something is Alice he- in Wonderland? Yeah. <laughs> this is like what those hippie girls say about like, oh, we're just a dust in the wind. Like, <laughs> yeah. we do matters. And then she goes on to say, something huge could happen at any point to, to our world. No one is more important than anyone else, really. So oh that's God. like definitely a little bit more negative. But like, 
Alice in Wonderland has some positive music, and then Rez has some. Bro, it's the happiest. They're the happiest people that always like are the saddest. You know, the people that appear the happiest yeah. are always the saddest. Excellent, yeah, dude. Like straight up, Rez is one of mix, her her mixes, her Halloween mix, bro. I saw that on July fourth. I was scared, bro. bro <laughs> it's it's an interesting psychological kind of dilemma that what the people that are able to make. Excuse me. The sad music, like Rez, who can dive into things that kind of terrify people yeah. and people are afraid of, is because she's mentally strong to yeah. understand going to both sides. Like, so people who only Damn. like seek ha- happy music is because they're afraid to to try to like go to that side of emotion because they know they're unstable and they couldn't or they're already they sad. They lack it. There's a void. No, no, it's not that they lack it. It's that they're already sad and they're afraid to go embrace that type of music. So, like, let's say I'm really sad inside. I want to constantly make happy music to keep my mind happy. But, like, let's say I made a really emo song about killing myself. So, you're trying to externalize the emotion so that that you... Yes, because you're afraid to, like, if you externalize you being sad, like, playing a sad song, then you could just fall into that and fall deep into that. It's like they're not not experienced enough or they're afraid to, like, kind of go to that side of music. So, someone like Rez, like you, it's like you understand... The sadness you've been to that sad yeah. point, so you're okay with talking about it and kind of going yeah. to those points, True. or going to something happy. Fuck. So like you could make happy music, or you could make sad music and it not like make you depressed because you understand like that emotion and like you just kind of want to feel it because you're like, and, like, Holy and you're, you're able shit. to feel it. It's not that you want to; it's like you understand that full range. So like, yeah, people that are insecure, you're aware. yeah, to like talk about those type of emotions, they're afraid to go to that side, so they don't want to make music in there because then they, you know, they uh. can't express themselves. So like, they keep the music happy because that's like what they're trying to emulate. And, like, Shit, do you understand dude. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's for sure. Like Alice Wonderland is probably like really sad inside, but she tries to keep these happy songs and like happy yeah. emotions on the external. But Rez is probably just a normal person. Like, sure, no, she's for sad, sure, sure it's she's weird, happy, bro. So she can go to the sadness or go to the cool like happiness. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, cause we were watching her video and it's like, how the fuck are you this fucked up in the head and be okay? Be a normal person. Yeah. Cause like, her videos, dude, man, I'll show creepy. you her mix later, dude. It is fucked up. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like you saw a little yes, bit of it. bro. When I was at your house, man, I did. Ch- I wanted to change it. It was scary. <laughs> dude. dude, it's, it's weird. It's like, how are you this normal? And it's just, yeah, it's, you're not afraid cause you're so confident and stable that you're experienced in it and you like yeah know what you're gonna you've, feel like and you've you, been there yeah you've been there exactly Damn. so that's interesting i thought of that just now actually that's I was good like, that's I kind of good started shit. thinking about like man i wonder why she only makes happy songs yeah and it's probably because she just wants to emulate being happy yeah and then i started thinking about there's so many examples like that of artists music yeah music oh, artists art, yeah art in general who like make happy art and make hate make happy music end up killing themselves yeah. you're like man like what the heck like what was yeah. that about it's and because the, they're yeah. afraid to go to that darker side like like, Damn. Man, like rest in peace robin williams but he was kind of accepted it true like he knew what was going on but like yeah. that's you know like people you think are the happiest Damn. like inside could be like the saddest of people it's For the sure. people that you see that are okay with showing that they're sad like in high school, I used to, like, you were always, like, really upbeat and, like, kind of never, like, gloomy. Who? You. Oh, yeah, I know. And, and like. But I wasn't once, happy. And now, exactly, you weren't happy. And now that you understand, like, some days it's okay to be, like, man, this day stinks. Yeah. And, like, I'm yeah, not happy. Yeah, because I, t- I tell you, like, that all, like, now, yeah. now I'm, like, yeah, today and was now not you, very. And now you're, like, you're able to fully understand your emotions and yeah. going to both ways. For sure. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Because I remember, I remember 
like what we always end up talking about all this like emotion stuff but like i guess it's good for honestly guys to talk about emotions because like you really don't see that shit and we don't really give a fuck so <laughs> but i remember daniel like everyone was like yeah you were you were acting like how you did in high school again but now it's more like just genuine and like I I, gen, I seriously don't like talking about myself only if it is to help others. And I know, like, for sure I can help others with it because I, I definitely have. But, yeah, emotions are, are, are wild. But you got so, so what is your take on um, people who are, like, always kind of ippity and happy and making happy things? Like It's sketchy. It's for sure sketchy. Like Why, though? Why do you think that? Because I, I know that it's so easy to do that and fake it and... It's your, but like you, I don't know, cause, cause I, I don't know someone that is purely happy. Maybe I do. Like, maybe I do know someone that is purely happy, like all the time, but I don't think I'm old enough to like know someone. And I don't think anyone around my age is old enough to realize that and be self-aware about like, this is, I don't know. When did it change that? you kind of realize that you didn't always have to be happy and like what was like the turning point because i know that you had so like if if we think about your emotions in a timeline in my mm-hmm. head there was a time where you kind of up you were upfronted mm. very happy yeah and then there was a time where it got too much and i guess yeah. you upfronted that you were sad and you actually were really sad and then there was a turning point to when you were like inside you were okay and like you, like yeah. you, you were stable so like when did when did those things I think, change? honestly, the number one thing... Was it breaking Was it breaking up with Reese that well, sent it to the, the sadness side? Sadness, or? and then once I get, got over her through seeing her w- do whatever, um, uh, <laughs> what's it called? But, like, w- the biggest thing that I noticed, the biggest, the one reason why I was like, fuck, dude, I was depressed for a fat-ass minute was I would just, like, I was that person in high school that would, it was known to cry, right? Right did at the he, end, I think he did. I, I cried. A, so. I cried more than normal, and that all ended in 2019, dude. Like, like I would watch sappy ass videos, just like stuff that w- something sad. If if something was sad, I could cry easily. Uh-huh. And now, dude, I, I'm like I I haven't cried in a while, and that's that's seriously how it's because like it was so easy for me to cry about like. Anything and I'll be sad and be passionate about something and I'll have emotion of like negativity or sadness in my voice or in my actions, but I won't cry. And that's why I'm like, yo, it's why haven't I? Because you're you're controlling it. It's yeah. like yeah. a cr- crying is like an overcome of an mm-hmm. emotion. It could yeah. be joy, it could be sadness, but like yeah. when you're watching those videos, it's like your own sadness was being able to kind of release and be like, even though externally you're looking at something that's sad, it's really the sadness that was inside that was kind of like coming out of like, yeah, I can finally cry now. Like I can yeah. let it, you're starting to let it out, you know? Um, which is interesting because, so you wouldn't cry when you were sad before, but because you had an external. No, no, no. I would cry when I was sad before. Oh, like just on your own with no prompting? Or no, with it, prompting through video. I'm, but or like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it was probably the sadness that you were holding that came out. Yeah. But it was because you didn't have an external yeah. external stimulus of almost accepting. It's exactly what we were talking about with the artists. It's like they only want to make happy music and talk about happy things. So 
their sadness inside never comes up and never like yeah they, like they imagine if someone really 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 sad actually wrote a song truthfully it would be so sad and like whatever and that would make them think about those emotions that come up mm-hmm. and that external stimulus yeah. something sad that you're seeing like just kind of prod sure. your sadness. It's and not you, you though. It's not you. It's, yeah. You're not even crying about the video though. You're crying about your internal sadness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, that connected strangely good. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that was some, that was, dude. It's it's like like I mean, external, that's good though. That means it's true. It's like, it, I mean, it, not like extern, sure, external stimulus of it physically being there. Like you seen sadness, then in your mind, it's like a justification of like, I'm sad. You know, like now you can like admit it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, People suppress an emotion, and then once they see it coming, like let's say that you have like a crush on a girl, but you're not sure you do, and you're like thinking like, oh man, I don't know. No, I for sure know when I do. Oh, okay, let's give an example. And then you like see two people that are in love, and then your mind starts thinking like, man, I really love so-and-so. Because like your mind sees the physical, like external emotion, and in your head, it's trying to relate to like, oh, you know what? I love this person. It Mm -hmm. just like comes up. You're like, like if you see someone with their dog, you think of that emotion of like a, like a owner and a pet love. Yeah. It makes you think like, man, I miss my dog. So when you see an external sadness mm-hmm. in your brain, it's relating it to your sadness. Like, man, I'm yeah. sad too, actually. But you you're not I mean? like directly thinking about it because you don't want to think about it because it depresses no, you. No, it's because, more. but it's because the video is prodding you to bring yeah, it up yeah. that you're starting to think about it. Oh, oh that's so weird. That shit is deep. If, if you think about other emotions too, like if what? you see someone that's. Like, like, think about someone, if you're watching someone on trial and they're, like, guilty on something. Yeah. Do you think that it prods you to think about guilty things that you've done? Like, do you think any emotion could be stimulus from watching that emotion? Like, I watch someone cry. That kind of makes me sad. I watch someone laugh. That yes, makes me laugh. Yeah. I watch someone happy. Unless you're, every emotion unless you're, like you're a psychopath and your shit's broken. If, if what if you that... watch a video of someone being really angry? Yeah, because I remember I sent you, what's it called? It, it, Think of music, bro. Like higher BPMs make you feel like, like you just worked out, right? Mm-hmm. Or it makes you want. You don't listen to lo-fi when you're trying to pump some iron, right? Mm-hmm. So you like it's. So it needs di- different stimulus or different emotions are connected to different stimulus. Yeah, because humans are social beings, and like I guess like, if you look at something that you think is dangerous, I guess your your survival instinct kind of yeah. kicks in. So if you, like different kind of external senses trigger your anxiety it's almost like triggering memories it's like when i watch something sad happen it's almost like a memory's triggered of like man, yeah i was sad about sure. you know like this is like that because they say that your sight is like one of your worst senses of of memory it's actually like your smell and your taste so if you smell mm. a perfume of a ex-girlfriend like a lot of memories come up damn or like if you hear a song from like an, us two summers ago, that was like the song of the summer. It makes you bring back memories. Yeah. So it's almost that like makes sense. that can cause emotions feeling. Like when you listen to Rez and it's something like a really upbeat and maybe like sinister and sad, yeah. like your emotions kind of go to there and you become frightened. But it's like if you think about lo-fi and like that causes your stimulus to be calm and yeah. like relaxing and kind of like, you know, it's like external stimulus yeah. is triggering a memory or an emotion. Exactly. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, Praying or like placebos, <laughs> like incense. It is like a placebo. It is. It's like to keep you rooted to the physical world, because your mind can wander like crazy. Because it's not. It's 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 not tangible. No, I don't know about to keep you rooted. I'm thinking more in the sense of like, 
it's like a, it's like a, I'm thinking in the future sense of think of someone that can figure out how to trigger those emotions where. Like with a switch? Or with the sound wave. Or um, that's, like, that's music. But to think about it to an extreme where if the government was able to control, they know the sound wave that makes people calm. And if there's a riot going on and they put speakers and they play that uh-huh. soundtrack and everyone's like, calms down. Or they know a soundtrack that makes people angry and go rioting. And they play that thing and then like a whole town just <laughs> Dude, rioting. that's what happens though. Travis Scott, like when they mosh pit and shit, if he, Travis Scott got arrested for inciting a riot. Which is, it's just think about the extremes <laughs> of that technology. But that's not, but it's, think it's about, irrational. Okay, what it's if like, there was a techno, what if there was a sound wave that could do anything, that make you want to do anything? Like, what I don't if there's a sound wave though. that makes no, but it, it it doesn't have to cause an emotion, but it causes a memory. So let's think that yeah, there's Yeah, but a, everyone but, would have to have the same memory. No, but there's common memories, like the what? sound of a cashier going ching People have known that sound. People okay, have you just that. play that sound, though. No, 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 no. But, like, what if there was, like, that memory in your head could be triggered by a sound wave, or, like, when you go to walmart.com and it secretly plays out a sound yeah, wave that so you can't specific. even hear that makes you want to buy. Or like somehow triggers an emotion of you wanting to like. Oh, buy you're something. saying like a universal, yeah, sound like wave one for, universal sound of for like, multiple people to elicit the same response. Mm-hmm. Like like, like oh, thinking shit. of like common emotions that people have. Like people have common emotions of a car horn. Like people can yeah. understand what that is. It's a certain frequency. A certain frequency that causes some sort of yeah. emotion. So like, what if there was they were able to find common emotions that people had that like forced them to do certain things, like no. buy something or. Like, go do something. No, else. but there's that one sound, you know, the emergency sound that's harsh as shit. Oh, yeah, and, like, puts everyone on edge. Yeah. Like, but using that for other emotions. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that means you would, it, I think that's a more of a overtime thing. That's what I'm thinking. Think yeah. about in the future. Think about a uh, thousand oh, years in the past. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Or, I mean, the future. Yeah. Like, wh- where could we take that knowledge? Pretty fucking far. Where do you think? Like, what's the first thing that goes into your head like a thousand years from now? What? That whole topic we just talked about, about sounds. Like how you can use sounds to manipulate? Or anything. Just like, where do you think to, people want to make technology for? Uh, like, do you think that people will make a sound wave that they f- pump into a factory that makes people want to work harder? or like? Oh, like a stimulant. Like yeah, a drug? Yeah, a stimulant, but it's just an external sensor. Dude, that'd like be dope. <laughs> so it's like you're not really like... Would you be anything. addicted? Could is it, it, it? There's possibility of addiction to that, right? Then? Oh, for sure. Like your body yeah. is not used to working unless you have that sound or something. Yeah. Like when a dog gets a clicker, it thinks like, okay, I'm getting food. Yeah. You could train people it's trained. technically. Training in the womb. That's going to happen. How? They already do surgeries and shit in the womb. Yeah, I know, but training people from the womb, I guess you could do like you, a stimulus of right before you eat food, you play a song or something. So every time you play the song, the baby damn. knows that it's getting food. That's some like. And even if you had to do that for the first like five years of development, yeah. to really like you play that song, the kid knows he's eating. You could like uh-huh. really drill that in. Yeah. But what's the point? How would that help society or businesses more likely? That's what we got to figure out and make money off of. <laughs> that was a that was a real tangent, but I just don't know how that would affect like the, our capitalist world. What would that help people with? That's essentially just like affecting human rationality and like, and that's more controlling people because it's listening yeah, like it mentally is. things that they can't even control. 
Yeah. Like hypnosis. It's like hypnosis, but with sound waves or something. I mean, hypno- that's music then. If you go to a fucking music festival, bro, everyone's exactly, dancing. Exactly, but like what's the future that like where once people find More that music. out, where do we take that? Like once we found out that like cars can like bring us faster than horses, then we took that to like push it to make super efficient cars okay. and then we made planes yeah. and then we made whatever. But like once we found out that these music and stuff can really affect people and make them do things that they don't even know. Like, where do we take that? Sound manipulation. And where does that go? What do we use this sound manipulation I feel like for? more often than not, it's going to be for a bad thing. Is it going to be for because like we already riot ha- manipulation? Huh? Is it going to be for, like, controlling riots? Is it going to be to yeah. make shoppers I feel like that's buy? already a thing. Like, one of those big-ass sound. Like, I think it comes down to hardware and being able to just fuck up. I just don't that see the efficient the, the the profit from it. There is no profit. That would be more like security then. Yeah, it would, it like wouldn't be like touristic. Yeah, it wouldn't really be like something you can make money off of. Unless you somehow did. But no, right. but that would be that would be. Ju- let's let's go music. back to res. Let's go back to res uh, or music. Okay, so your top three: Vampire Weekend, Team yeah. Apollo, Res. We talked about res. Yeah. And her appeal of like dissonant and. Yeah. It just kind of amps you. You know, it's it's it's, it's unexplainable. Yeah. What about Tame Impala? Tame Impala because it's just when an artist has a sound, like, I guess whenever you think of different artists, you they have like, oh, like Queen has Freddie Mercury, right? Like, you think of his voice. And like, I guess that's more of like Tame Impala. You just know what Tame Impala entails whenever you are a fan. Like, you are there for the bass for sure. I think I, I'm there for the bass. I don't know. But like his melodies are just not consistent with, in a good way. Like that's the thing with, with, with Rez too. Like her songs aren't they, like they sound similar, but they're not all the same. That's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing with a good artist. I think is like, you know, their sound immediately yeah. when the song plays. Yeah. But, but none of their songs are the same. Yeah. <laughs> And and what you're saying about the non-linearity is like Tame Impala would have a melody or like you know for forever some like you know four bars that he plays and manipulates, but then it'll like unpredictably change into something yeah. else that you weren't like in normal music listening. You think of like A A B A, right? Where yeah. You expect two like choruses and something, something different, and then a chorus. Yeah. You know, and so Tame Impala will make <laughs> his songs like A A B C A D A yeah. or something. You know, yeah. like Something unpredictable constantly but bringing sounds up and good. changing norm. But it sounds good, yeah. That's a key, which is, what the fuck does that mean? Even sometimes when you listen to his songs a lot, you forget when things change. Like, you forget <laughs> yeah. this, like, you, like, just, you know, and let it happen yeah. where it does the glitch. You mm. sometimes forget that that happens. For, for, like, like, it it plays the same, just, like, stutter. It's like a it's stutter. It's the same perfect stutter of a record glitch. For, like, what, two, three minutes? No, it's, like, for, like, 40 seconds. I think it's so like one of Tame Impala's songs called "Let It Happen," one of the more popular songs. Yeah. Um, he has a glitch in the song. It's like in an like, eight-minute song too. It's like seventy percent through the song, and it has like a glitch where it's going through the melody, <laughs> but it's like bum bum bum, and it sounds like it oh sounds no, like stupid, the song honestly. messed up. Like the first time I like, heard it, I was like, "This is like I don't want to sit through this." Yeah, it, th- <laughs> I thought the same thing, but then the third time, yeah. I was like, "I love this song." Yeah, so, <laughs> glitches, and you're like, you think like what, like a casual listener yeah. would be like, "Oh no, the song broke." But then he takes the glitch and he uses the Throws glitch symphony, to change bro. the melody, and like it sounds like different, and it's like you know it's a cool Brick funny puts thing. puts in some strings which like 
really changed up the vibe. Like he, the thing is, it's it just it's nonlinear or just like not consistent. And music in general is something that is usually consistent in right? today's in today's world. In pop, yeah, pop in music, pop, whatever is popular. Well, even Beethoven is like da 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 da. That that's the same like. No, but like, look, I don't think that in in, in Beethoven specifically is linear because he'll take that dun 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 yeah. dun 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 throughout the whole but song. But then he inverts it to be like and so like it's also Beethoven. And like you know, like he he was he was able to kind of take it like Tame Impala and flip it and yeah. do something different or like yeah. high octave, low octave, but like different instruments. The same like, thing, kind of. Kind of. That's like that goes in with like. But similar. I think of more like hip hop, pop. Mainstream music is yeah. stuff that's simple that people don't need to like really pay attention to, or like think of a song like, like, uh, like Firework, like okay. that's such a simple like yeah. maybe you're a fire, yeah. and you it can repeat. sing along to it, and it's Work. like there's no nothing unexpected. The chorus is yeah. simple, easy to sing along, mm-hmm. but a song like, you know, Let It Happen, which is long, which is complicated, yeah. which is hard to sing along to, that's not what's mainstream. People like. A mainstream popular yeah, song yeah, is something yeah. easy and catchy. I guess we're just hipsters. No, I'm not, we're not hipsters. <laughs> we don't, I mean, but we don't like I like, like pop. to think that we're not met, like we're not in the mainstream, but I don't think we're hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Um, but. Okay. Well, I guess in but we're, music we're, sense, we're a little bit of hipsters. Yeah, but why, why is there appeal in the, like, not normal. Like, what does that mean? Like, Tame Impala? And, like, Rez, Rez is not normal. Um, well, one, it's different. It's just right? different, right? Like, our whole lives, we were used to, like, listening to, like, similar type of music. Yeah. Like, man, all the music now, like, like Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, and yeah. Like, like all whatever, the rappers. Like One Direction and, like, Jonas Brothers. All their songs are kind of, like, you don't know who's singing them sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, this sounds like five of the diff- same, same bands, you know? I guess that's why Post Malone, like, took off because he just sounds... Had... It's a unique yeah. type of rap. It's something different, you know? Totally. So Tame Impala is the same thing. Yeah. It's a twist. It's something new. And it's just, like, something that we liked. You mm-hmm. know, like, we don't like every new band. Like, I don't like a lot of rappers that are different. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, whatever. That's personal taste. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Talk. Go. Because they include, they in, they have African inspiration in their music. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's this, the same theme of inconsistencies throughout their music. Like they throw in some random ass instrument, some random ass like melody and it just doesn't make any sense. But I I guess out of the three uh, Vampire Weekend's for sure the most consistent in terms of having a chorus and a hook and a traditional like song with the lyrics. Because Rez and Rez has like zero lyrics pretty much. Vampire Weekend has a little bit more lyrics, but it's still more like beat driven. And then Vampire Weekend's pretty sounds. Wait, you said Vampire Weekend for both of them. Tame you said Paul. Tame Impala has a little bit more than Rez. Yeah. And, and Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend is the most music. Yeah, most sorry. Words. Yeah. So Vampire Weekend for sure has the most words. But so then I, that's exactly what the mainstream is. Yeah. Yeah. No, Vampire, Vampire Weekend, Weekend isn't mainstream, that mainstream. Though. No, no. But well, I don't so know. Tell me more about like, like why do you like Vampire Weekend more than Tame Impala? 
I just because cause... it has more words? It just because you I can get sing different along emotions out of Vampire Week. Like, what emotions do you get from Tam and Paula? What emotions do you get from Vampire Weekend? Tam, uh, Vampire Weekend for sure more elated. I would I would definitely listen to that to, just to feel good. Depending okay. on the more album. like uplifting, like huh? not uplifting, but you more positive vibes. Yeah, like it just sounds like, like more. Upbeat. Is it like go getting vibes or like no? You want to do just something like, or just like positive vibes? Yeah, it's just like just a Almost little like bit happier. higher than neutral. Okay, what about Tame and, and Paul? Tame and Paul, it's like I'm I'm doing it more of like to experiment, I guess. To like I'm doing things that are just not like normal but like I- i'm kind of uncomfortable with it's kind of that feeling i'm just like uncomfortable just... tame and paula uncomfortable That's yeah dude res, bro i listen to tame and paula i love tame and paula. okay yeah i love it so much but like i'm saying the feeling that i get is like experimental like mm-hmm. like it's not gonna be po- like let it happen is not a like great song yeah, tame and paula now is becoming more mainstream oh no for sure sucks yeah it's kind of sad yeah it does but he's still doing his thing. Like, like his um, new two new songs are uh, "Patience" and uh, yeah. "Borderline." Still great. I haven't songs. seen. I haven't heard "Borderline." I don't think they're both good. They're both good. But one of his, one of their al- one of his albums, like, I remember w- walking on some beach in California, and like all my cousins were just like fucking around, and I was just walking around like just meditating to that shit. It's like just meditation for me. <laughs> I don't know, like. Because it doesn't have like, that many words. It's okay. So like you say that Vampire Weekend's very positive. Team Paul is very neutral emotioned. It's not a negative emotion. It doesn't definitely doesn't make you like sad. No. But it does. It's not like a positive. It's like, neutral. Yeah. Emotion. It's very neutral. Which when someone becomes neutral, it's uh it, it becomes a meditative state of like. Yeah. Meditation is when you cancel everything out to like kind of zero. Yeah. It's not like you're ignoring things and it's not that you're focusing on something. It's basically becoming zero. It's yeah. like you know you're just that, observing. You know that there's a sound of like a car going yeah. by, but you're not paying attention to it. So it's neutral. Yeah. And that's meditative that's a yeah, meditative state. For sure. Which is what Tame and Paula is like kind of implements. Yeah, for sure. With a neutral sound of music. Yeah. Like cause Lonerism, that was the album I was listening to. And I was just all by myself, like and not in a bad mm-hmm. way. I was just mm-hmm. like Lonerism, like, just, I don't know, being alone, you gotta be, like, I'm, pr- we're both pretty, like, extroverted people, but we, there are times when we're, like. Yeah, sometimes you gotta be alone. Yeah, you gotta be alone, just to recharge, you're not gonna be a pure extrovert, there's, I don't think that even exists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those people, that, those, are the pure extroverts are the people we talked about earlier who are only happy and never, like, understand to be sad sometimes. In a, in, like, in a weird way, right? And even, like, socially, like. They think that they only should be with people all the time and don't understand that sometimes you gotta be alone. Oh yeah. Which is like similar. But back to music. Um Yeah, so okay. My two favorite bands. Uh-huh. I thought hey, about this a lot you? I'm in, in <laughs> preparation. It's okay. I, it's, uh, you don't have to ask me. I understand. I'm gonna talk Just about, talk about yourself. <laughs> yeah, because you don't ask me anything. <laughs> Bro, chill. Sorry, right, ask, me this. ask me. Go. Huh? Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> what are your three two favorite bands Daniel <laughs> oh that's a good question Anthony. he's thought that I didn't come prepared or anything well this was my topic so I came prepared okay so I thought about this a lot and I thought about what like determines a favorite band is it like a band that I could listen to like right now like I have like three songs that I really love like all the time yeah no, just like right now, like what my favorite three songs are. 
like oh, okay. hallucinating. Like, I love that you... song, but huh? that's like not like my favorite oh, yeah, artist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I kind of determined my definition of a favorite artist is an artist that I could listen to them on any day of the week, on any time, any part of my life, and I'd still enjoy it. And I could listen to any album of theirs and enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Because just like I like their music as a whole, you know, like uh-huh. it's not like I like two songs of theirs. Like you, honestly, don't. I mean, they're t- like with my th- top three. Like I don't really know the song titles. I just know the songs. You yeah. know what I mean? And you, it's like, it's what you align what those emotions and kind of vibe that those emulate. That's what you want yourself to kind of be like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You kind of vibe with that and you you like represent. So like if I told someone my favorite band is X, they would understand like, oh, this guy likes this type of vibe and like, you know. But not that only, right? Not that only, no. But I'm oh, saying like okay, if okay. you say that your favorite thing is Vampire Weekend, then people can kind of gain information off of that. Yeah, like, yeah, say, yeah. Like, you know, my favorite person is Taylor Swift. Yeah. Then you definitely Pop learn country, a lot about yeah. that person, yeah. you know, that are kind of. Not basic, but you know, <laughs> like that mainstream. You trying music. to call out, <laughs> or like if you say like I'm my kidding. favorite type of music is like Twenty One Savage, then yeah. you can understand something Trap about rap. that. Yeah, yeah. So all that considered, <laughs> my two favorite bands. Uh, with I can't distinguish. I don't know if I can distinguish really? between a one or two. They're just both tied for being amazing, and they're very similar to each other, but just from different times. So Rush, uh-huh. which is a rock band from the seventies yeah. and eighties. And Tame Impala, yep. which we've already talked about. So, <laughs> why, why rush though? Why rush? So, I heard about Rush from like I'd already I've always known for as long as I can remember. Whatever Rush is like number one t- popular song is called Tom Sawyer. Uh-huh. You ever heard of it? I probably have. You, it's I think like you, I don't. I don't. If you played it, it's very recognizable. I'll, it's played I'll know in it. movies, I, I yeah. kind of thing. So I knew that about Rush, but. I was listening to some some podcast or watching some YouTube video, and someone that I liked mentioned, like, man, I love Rush. Was, it, like, was it not uh, Trailer Park Boys? No, it wasn't Trailer Park oh. Boys. And it was, like, the beginning of college, I think, or something oh, like shit, that. Oh, shit, that's a long time ago. Someone, they just, like, kind of offhandedly said it. Did you listen to that, like, era of music before? No, not at all. I'd never listened to anything from that era. And someone, they just, like, mentioned that they liked Rush. And I kind of, I don't even remember who it was, but I remember that I liked that person for who they were. Like yeah, what so they you're, were like, like, respected. They were confident and they yeah. were cool and, like, yeah. whatever. And they didn't, like, care. They're yeah, yeah. So, like, you knew, like, they they weren't going to listen to them if they had, like. And they weren't, like, and didn't embody what they thought. Yeah, yeah, okay. And okay. so I was like, all right, got to check out Rush. Yeah. And then it's just, like, boom, rest was history. <laughs> and then I wrote it, did, just did a project on them. And really? The last, I took History of Rock. Okay. And we What'd had to do a. Big, it's just like we learned about all of rock music, okay. whatever. and we had to do a big project on what is one band that like we just had to do a project on a rock band, and I picked Rush. Okay, is it recording still? <laughs> I'm about to check. Oh lord. Yeah. Okay. We back. <laughs> and I just learned a lot about Rush and love. So basically, what I think Rush and Tame and Paul are similar is they're both. Progressive innovators. What that means, in my opinion, is that Rush, uh, oddly enough, their form of rock is actually called prog rock, progressive rock. That's their. Is era. it because of the, the the tempo? There's a lot of things that that, that define that. So, uh, Rush came about in between two big points of of rock history. Okay. So they were right after acid rock, which is Jimi Hendrix, like psychedelic shit, Beatles, like. 
yeah. psychedelic, a lot of drugs. Yeah. And they were right before like the whole shit. punk rock. Wait, era. what? What? So like the seventy, like seventies, eighties, sixties, and sixties was like I asked rock, like okay. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know, like very. So like, like so like seventies. Haze. Then. Yeah, Rush came around in like the seventies, eighties. Okay. And I think actually the eighties. I don't remember. And then. They were in between this period before, like, punk rock, which was, like, the 90s and stuff. That was, like, when punk rock was really, like, Spikes and, like, Mohawks. Yeah, okay. And so... Kiss and shit? Yeah, like, Kiss, exactly. Yeah. Um, They kind of classified themselves as prog rock, which is they started incorporating um, basically musical talent into rock. Where, like, rock, a lot of the time was, like, the people weren't, like, the greatest at their instruments or they didn't really practice. They just kind of like had a lot of emotion. Okay. You know, it's not everybody. Some people were like really good at guitar and things like that. But like mostly it was like would center around one person who's good. And it's like all the passion of a rock band, being rebellious. Think of like the Rolling Stones are famous for like they're not even that good musicians. Really? It's just like they're bad boys and they're crazy. Oh, I didn't know, you know that. Like, <laughs> I mean, they are good musicians. But like compared like to someone like... Like, in I my personal mean, opinion, though. like, yeah. Neil Peart, the greatest drummer of all time, is who played for Rush. Uh-huh. He, like, all three of the people in Rush would practice day in, day out to really? be the best that they can be in their instrument. So oh, the whole point of progressive rock is, like, trying to really innovate and bring something new. So they brought a lot of melodies and, like, stories into their songs. Okay. And, like, they practiced, like, crazy. Really? Trying to be, Shit. like, the best they could be at their instrument. So it brings something different to rock. And Tame Paul, I think, does the same thing where he tries to innovate and push the envelope of, like, yeah. what is Music considered, like, you know, rock now. Now he's, like, new wave techno rock. But yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, whatever. That's me. <laughs> Russian Tame Paula. That's it. I wonder. I, I just don't get why, like, people, like, deviate from the popular song. I mean, we still listen to that, but, like. What? Uh, I think it's like a drive to be like different. Different, yeah, that makes sense. And also, like some people don't like that type of music. Yeah, I mean that's true. I I guess once we get to the point of mapping the brain and be like, why the fuck do we like anything? <laughs> like why? It doesn't make any sense as to why. Like, just people in general just prefer one thing over another. Why don't we all like? Is you can't program robots to prefer one thing over another. Yeah, like preferring like a Chevy over a Ford. Yeah, it's like why the fuck are you on that bandwagon? Or like why you like potatoes more? I guess than it comes from salad. experience, right? From your ancestors, because like that's why people like fucking Fords because their dad drove one, right? No. Well, I think you you were more right when you said it comes from experience. So like micro versus macro evolution, or no? It's like, you know, like because my you know great 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 grandpa didn't like chevy because that didn't exist back then yeah but like why do i now my whole family like chevy i think it's more experience yeah where it's like my, I, that's hella micro evolution then like i like tame impala because my good friend anthony showed it to me yeah like and you showed it to me and so it was like in my mind it's like okay i like anthony i like how he is yeah i like the music i want to like the music he likes so I start listening to it, yeah. and then I just kind of it's like, oh shit! It's almost like a self-made liking of it. Yeah, that makes you know. Sense. And same with Rush too, same with right? Rush, exactly. Yeah, it's like I, I, I'm sure they're not the best rock band ever, but in my yeah. personal opinion, I kind of latched onto them. Okay, that makes sense. Just to have like, it's honestly a social thing because it's like something that embodies me. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Like, but then I don't understand the whole thing about like liking certain things over others. Like, yeah, but not in the sense of materialistics. Like, why do I like? I don't know, like getting up in the morning, going to work out, rather than getting up in the morning. But that's just more being more primitive, though. Because like, okay, maybe workouts not a good. Why okay. do I like reading action books rather oh, than okay. reading just like something novels? specific? Yeah, that's something of like, why? What's the difference for that? And you could argue maybe it's a gender thing where it's like men that feel more sure. aggressive. But I know men that like. What's the difference for me reading a mystery novel or a science fiction novel? Why do I like reading those yeah. differently? That co- comes down to the fine detail of something. And like what? What determined that from us? Like I, it's, that's like comes down to like nature versus nurture. Like you, but how you grew up be and nurtured, right? Huh? Because like are, we're just human beings. It's not like we're genetically like when we're born, they can tell from this baby. Oh, he's gonna like mystery novels more than science fiction. Yeah, it's like it's got to be something learned. You think so? Yeah, because we're we're not like, yeah, but, programmed. But we're you can learn it, but animals. not like it. I'm I'm saying it's like a learn to like kind of thing. But why do you have to like it though? You can learn. You can learn to hate it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying like, why why do I learn to like reading science fiction novels when I learned to read both? But why did I pick science fiction over mystery? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what about me? <laughs> I have no me? fucking idea. I don't think anyone knows. you know it's like an internal thing of, like, enjoyment. It's like you can't even explain why you like it. You just like it. Yeah. But, like, there has to be something different about the neurons that are firing off as to why you like it a little bit more than I do. Because there's also, like, how much you like it. <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe it brings it to the emotions of, like, I like mystery novels because I like suspense. And I like thinking. And I like not knowing what's going to happen. But why, 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 why do I like suspense? And like, why yeah. don't I? <laughs> Maybe because I had an experience when I was younger that it was something really suspenseful, like waiting yeah. for a birthday present and then the birthday happening and it was something awesome. Or you just, yeah, yeah. I guess it, you're, no, no, it comes down to just knowing who you, uh, but who are you? <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. We're getting too deep. Over. Yeah, this is, this is far reaching. <laughs> We're just grabbing at straws. Yeah, now. we can we can also end it pretty soon too because we only have fifteen minutes. Are you serious? Yeah, it's already been two hours. Yeah. Dude, what? It feels like we've been talking for ten minutes. I know. All right, what's the last topic you want to talk about for fifteen minutes? I don't ten know. minutes. I mean, we don't really have to force anything. I know, but I don't want to waste the time. This is sick. <laughs> yeah, but if it's not genuine shit... No, it is genuine because I have infinite questions I could ask. All right, go and then fire them off. Okay. Uh, how's what the writing is class going? Huh? How's the writing class? The writing class? hmm I mean, I already know all the shit. I mean, there's... I could have... Like, we literally talked about some of the things that we're learning in class. Like, we need to limit artificial and intelligent systems. Like, we already talked about it. Yeah, but... We already know that, though. Yeah, I know. Like, what else? What else? Have, what else? Have you guys been talking about? Like, like nothing. What was the project you had to do today for? For virtue ethics. Which is what? It's essentially. So a virtue is an ex- excellence, right? Yeah. And Aristotle explained the virtue portrait, which is essentially the most perfect person who is maximizing. In a sense, all their excellences are virtues. So they're maximizing every single virtue? Yes. Is that possible? No. 
It's a, it's a just ideal. Like theoretically, though, could someone no. be the most sharing and the most loving and the I most mean, courageous or whatever? The there, if are. you have a definition for all that measurements of all that, then yeah, it's a it's called the virtue portrait. Because I'm sure that some virtues kind of conflict with each other. Like yeah, well, you have virtues and vices. Vices are no, deficient. but like, what if a virtue is being the most like thoughtful and logical? Like is is logic being logical a virtue? What is being logical I mean, a virtue? Uh, I'm not, I'm, it's it's a very emotional like type of ethics. So so if logic wouldn't be a virtue because it's kind of subjective. Probably like because it's it's like you have excess and deficiency in everything, and you're tr- trying to find the balance between that mm-hmm. to have the perfect person. Because, and because like you have to spend money, but you don't have to spend that much money, and you don't have to be cheap as shit, and like, being uh, yeah. But then you have to think about who, like, someone who's like the happiest person in the world, mm-hmm. but they're also the most frugal person in the world. Like when you save ten cents from buying like the worst, like the store brand version rather than okay. the main brand version. But what if the main brand version is better, and you're not really enjoying life to the fullest because. So you can't be the happiest person ever when you're the most frugal person. Yeah, and you also, I mean, it's, can't be the like it, the most sharing person yeah. ever when you're the most frugal because you don't want to spend money, but like you're also exactly. trying to share. Like, I feel like there's. I think it's hard, dude. I'm not I saying it's like the right answer. There's virtues that contradict like themselves. Yeah, totally. Unless there's like I don't know, I don't know how many virtues are like there's what a, there's a fat ass virtues. List. There's a lot. Like, like patience is, is a virtue. Uh, Confidence, uh, not conf- courage. Courage is a virtue. Okay. Uh, how can you be courageous and patient though? Because sometimes being courageous is doing things that you're like yeah. afraid and like going for it. Well, patience patient is slowness is, like, to anger, essentially. The hell, of patience is. Yeah. Oh, slowness to anger. Yeah. Slowness to anger. Yep. Okay. Because think about it, when you get impatient, you're like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Like, I need to leave. Well, you could think of impatience as like, I'm going to kiss this girl on the first date because I just want to kiss her. Yeah, but you're but getting angry because you're not fucking kissing her. You're not getting angry. You, you, just, you are. But you're it's, not... No, it's not angry. It's because you want to do something. You're like, man, I really want to kiss this person. So yeah, you start her. getting angry. It's towards. But that's almost courageous, though. Courageous because like, you're like, man, I don't know if I should yeah, kiss so her Yeah, so that not. impatience leads to courage. So you can't acting. be the most patient and the most courage. You yeah. can't be, no, because well, the, you have to be impatient to have courage. You think so? Because you just said. You just said okay, impatience like, leads to courage. Yeah, exactly. That's why this is – you can't have a virtue. So then how can you be the most patient person ever and be the you most can't. courageous? Because you would never be in a situation so, that yeah, would make yeah. you be courageous. That's an argument against virtue ethics. I'm not against virtue ethics. I'm, I'm not just saying that you are. That I'm just <laughs> saying that is an uh, – <laughs> a, a, a situation where you could be argue it because or against it because like we talked about that in Kantian ethics, but I, I like virtue ethics because Saint Thomas Aquinas mm-hmm. he used virtues to apply it to Christianity, and a lot of like modern Christianity is based off of virtue ethics if you really look into it, and yeah. What did he do with the virtues? He just uh, he just you I don't know exactly. <laughs> I didn't read it. it wasn't something that I was like extremely passionate about. But super interested in. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I don't know. But oh, I have some things that I can shoot. Like try to bring up real fast that I thought was interesting. Like for go, maybe for go. the next episode, and I don't 
Ryan, you should be okay with me talking about all this stuff because it is what you did and you seemed like you loved it a lot. But um, he was talking about how <laughs> this has honestly nothing to do with what he did, but like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get experience... some more information before we start. Sorry, sorry. So, so essentially, he was telling me how different Middle Eastern culture was and that one of those examples that I thought was fucking weird. I'm not saying Ryan was weird. I'm, okay, I'm digressing. No, but, the the thing that they did was weird. Yeah, said. yeah. So he was saying that parents there would show their children porn purposely. To do what? I think tell them it's bad. Oh, so they would like sit them down at the computer and like look up and they're like, this is bad. Yeah. And like tell them. Did it work? Huh? Does it work? I don't know. He says there's like a rather high rate of sexual assault there. But also that has to do with the way that women act and are very uh, – I'm not saying that it's – that women are acting like this purposely. It's part of their religion. They're, they're very conservative in terms of what they wear so that men are, I guess, deprived and fucking idiotic. But it's almost also like – isn't that culture like – I don't know what country or anything – but Jordan. like, isn't it more that like men kind of dominate the like the household and like things? Yeah, like yeah, that? it's very, very conservative. And so that leads men to think they have power. Yeah, no, for over sure. women. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you see women on the street, then you yeah, kind of want to. Because he was saying they, they or I bet like sexual I'm not trying to knock the... on the Middle East though. <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, I mean, it's a different culture. It's really different. And but that's... we have nothing against any of this. This is just something that. Just like happens. It, it happens. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, we don't, we're not really judging it in a bad way, right? Mm, no. no, I mean, I don't think that. It's just a product of society. Right. Yeah, but it's like. It's facts. It's like in their culture, is that right or wrong when that happens? It probably is not right. So then it's okay to bash that's something true. that's Sorry. wrong. It's yeah, just I, like I, I don't know. It was just. Yeah. It's I'm just we're new. talking about how the society <laughs> lends to that. It's tough. It's different. Yeah. Because, like, culture in Asia and, like, the Middle East like, really contradicts Western culture, and especially with our ideals of, like, let's think about the pedophilia talk we'd had, where it's, like, it's okay for people to like younger people, like, way younger. Yeah. And, like, ancient times, like, that was normal. Like, people got married, like, an older person married someone really young Mm -hmm. because that happened. And maybe in, like, Asia, maybe in, like, Thailand or something, like, like, one city does that, where, like, older men have to marry younger girls. Yeah. Like, maybe that's a thing, and that's normal to them. But because like we're Western and yeah. like that is painted as a bad thing, that's why we think it's bad. Yeah. But I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, I don't. That's not even me being prejudiced. I just don't think it's like ethically. It's just like someone yeah, older no, no. knowing yeah. taking. I agree whatever. with that. I agree with that. I mean, I would just yeah yeah. I don't How much time do we have? Because I think I have a quick. quick we have five quick. minutes. Okay, perfect. What was I? Well, we have to. I have to put this on the flash drive. I don't know how long it's gonna take. Because these, this might be a piece of shit. Does he kick us out right at four? I don't know, bro. Okay, I got to tell you about my book for two minutes. Okay. So my book, the book I'm reading, Way of Kings. Uh-huh. Um, maybe if one of some of my friends, Pat Bray, listens to this. Um, <laughs> Shouts out. Shout out to Pat, best friend of school. Um, we, man, dude, I'm hitting these parts in Way of Kings. It's getting to the end of the book. I'm on like nine, like late nine hundreds. Uh huh. And the main character, like, <laughs> just recently. What? One of the main characters. Are you going to spoil I'm it? I'm just going to spoil it for you. No, I no. Dude, you're not going to read it. Yeah, I will. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I have to dude, talk no, about you this. Can't, so we got to worry about the listeners. Now they're going to be pissed. Just tell, uh, just recommend that everyone read it and why. Okay. okay. No, don't spoil it. All right. 
Okay, everyone, we read. Uh, it's called the Stormlight Archive. It's three books right now. Mm-hmm. They're longs and they're fantasy books. If you like that, um, and they're making a TV show about it now. What era is it? What do you mean? What era? Like what time period? It's not historical at all. It's so what are they like? What's the world? So the world the is universe? like. There's these things called high storms where it's basically massive, massive hurricanes that are like 10 times more destructive than like a normal hurricane. And the world is all kind of like rocks. There's no like life. There's no like greenery because the storms come so often. And so like trees are like will like suck into the ground or something. And there's a lot of cool things. But basically like stormlight, quote unquote, is like what the magic powers of the world are where like it's kind of like electricity and lightning that empower stuff but it's too complicated to go into because there's a lot of different things but if you're listening we're starting a book club that's the first book oh you you won't even finish it in time i'm still working on it i've been reading it for months (laughs) first book for the for the Whatever this podcast's name is, Sorry. is Sphere. You have to read Sphere. Sphere, okay. Because next time we're going to talk about Sphere and the capabilities of that book. Yeah, well, hopefully we record soon and we don't have any problems. Yep. All right. <laughs> let's, all right. Let's I love you it. all. Love you all. Sheridan, I know you're not <laughs> going to get to this point because you hate our podcast. What but the heck? What's up? Uh, uh, stop the recording. Uh, oh, yeah. Peace. Bye. <laughs>